You're listening to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast. Hosted by Greg Essenmacher. Welcome to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. I'm Greg Essenmacher, your host. Although I'm not a dentist, I've been known to play one over your favorite listening devices. On today's episode, I'm excited to welcome back to the show, Amir and Artie, who have managed over $20 million in ad spend, specifically dedicated to implant marketing. This includes digital ads, Google, social media, streaming, TV, billboards, and other traditional methods. They've also helped many practices add more full arch cases and increase high ticket production. So with that, gentlemen, I- I'm really excited to have you both back. The first time that we had you on the show, there was a lot of buzz about the show. And actually, some of our listeners were hitting me up on my social media platform and asking more specific questions about, well, well how are they doing that? And I tried as much as I could <laughs> to send them over your way, but you know how dentists can be. So tell me a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more about specifically some of the things that you're doing with some of your clients today to paint the picture a little bit more clearly. And then I'll get into some of the questions that I have specific that dentists have been asking me about the work that you do in the industry. Definitely. I will definitely give you a great explanation today and uh, I'll try to be educational as well and go more in depth uh, and talk about more, you know, the holistic marketing within full art space. Um, so, you know, first of all, again, I appreciate you guys having us again and, uh, you know, good to talk to you always, Greg. I know we, uh, podcast or not, we always uh, exchange ideas. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we, we've always had a great relationship in the industry and yeah, this is a great platform for us to be able to exchange even more ideas. So specific to the full arch, because it is different than just, marketing for, you know, new patients uh, in dental. And it is different than, you know, trying to get new patients for cosmetic dentistry. Full arch specifically is really a niche onto itself. So talk to our audience a little bit about some of the nuances in that particular space. Absolutely. So uh, one of the main things when you get into the full arch space, obviously, is understanding uh, your acquisition uh, methods and also acquisition costs within each, each of those methods. So, um, you know, full art space really is dominant on direct-to-consumer marketing is not one of those things where you can rely on referral marketing. Uh, so the, the big thing is, okay, how do we attract the consumers within that region? Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit more. You know, location is probably the most important thing when it comes to full art space. You gotta be located in an area where you have access to dense populations. So clear choice, um, you know, being a great example or any of the, you know, successful full arch, um, uh, you know, groups out there, uh, they are all located in areas where they have access to lots of people, um, because they can effectively target different type of demographics, um, and have access to enough volume to, you know, uh, be able to, uh, survive and also be very profitable. Um, so one of the main things 
uh, aside from location is how you set up your marketing uh, overall. So step one, you want to be able to target people that are looking for these services. So that's when you know Google comes in and uh, you're attracting patients that are in need of those services. So a lot of times you get a decent amount of searches, people looking for dental implants near them, full arch dental implants. Uh, even they will look up some clear, uh, you know, competitor uh, keywords. And you want to be able to capture all of that uh, the most effective way. But you need to have a good sales script almost where you have to um, sell to somebody why they should choose you over, you know, a competitor or a well-known competitor. Um, so that landing page that the patient or the user uh, gets on is very important for um, us to be able to tell them why they should have to choose us. Um, and then the next step after that is being able to, so once you pretty much tapped out Google um, and you were able to efficiently use your marketing budget in Google, then you go to different sources, so such as social media, YouTube, TV. And you know, within that realm, I can definitely you know, uh, explain more how you can effectively market, um, but those are gonna be more content heavy. So for you to be able to successfully uh, run advertisement within those channels, you really need good uh, content, which focuses on the patient story versus like, you know, uh, you know we, we do the best implants, etc. It should be more revolved around how life-changing uh, it could be uh, for somebody to do a treatment, whether you do teeth in a day or, you know, six months. Um, the question is like, what can you do in one day? That would change your life forever. So that's kind of like the the main focus uh, where you want to give that message out to uh, your users. Um, would you like me to go more in depth on, on the you know the TV and cable as well and social media? Yeah, I mean that I really appreciate that. There's a lot of jumping off points that I know that our listening audience is very interested in. So let me back up a little bit before we jump into the different platforms, uh, and let me broaden it out just a little bit because you did bring up Clear Choice, and so let's talk about them, right? So they have uh, really created the space, at least the direct to consumer space, um, over the years from their initial launch phase. You know, having the 27 locations that they did up until you know five, six years ago. And now, I, I don't even know. I think they're up to about 60 locations nationwide. So an organization like that, having already done the demographics uh, research for, you know, for anyone in the industry, for all of the clinicians in the industry, knowing where to put these locations, right? Doubling in size that they have. So a question that I have, and I have a number of questions that came in, so I do want to ask you those directly, being the experts in the industry that you are, and then we can launch off from there. One of the questions I've gotten over the years and specific to in response to the podcast that we did before was, how do I compete without having to spend thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a month? How do I compete with the ad spend of Clear Choice if I'm in that particular market with them? Well, Greg, you know, one thing that's actually interesting is uh, if you think about it, the market, the people that are around Clear Choice and the market that is around Clear Choice, they're much more educated in terms of, uh, you know, specific cases like all on four. So there you have a lot of people looking for uh, second opinions and they're shopping around and that's where you can kind of maneuver and, uh, uh, you know, capitalize on that. It's like, uh, there's a saying, you know, wherever you see a 
McDonald's, there's also a Burger King next to it because the the right, people that exactly. want the people that want burgers are already there. So you might as well maximize on them. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point for sure. And so talk to me a little bit about what some of that strategy looks like. You know, you've mentioned a lot of different platforms. So what is it that you do to help your clients to be most successful on when they're shopping for a burger, when they're shopping for, you know, that full arch and they want to become uh, more adept at increasing their market share of uh, patient acquisition in the full arch space? You really have to be uh, very diverse uh, in your marketing, so then you're you're not uh, you know focusing just on Google or one platform, whatever that is, direct mail or uh, so you need to be making sure that you have um, diverse uh, marketing platforms, but all saying the same messaging. So that's the key thing. You know, the mis- messaging needs to be the same. And you need to be targeting your audience over and over again. It's just a frequency game. It's a numbers game. So you need to be able to target your, your, the same audience um, multiple times in order for them to uh, obviously make an action. Now, the trick is there's two different um, types of marketing, right? One is interest-based. And we talked about it a little bit last time on our podcast. Um, so there's interest-based and also there's need-based. You know, Google is obviously is a search engine. Um, so it's very, you know, need based. Someone's looking for that service. Uh, but if you put that aside, um, all the other pr- platforms are very like interest based. Um, so you would have to create a strategy where all of that is, uh, pro- uh, you know, promoting the same, uh, messaging. So the same audience that you're targeting on your cable channels, let's say, uh, for example, you're, you're doing a CNN, Fox News, history channel and discovery channel bundle on your cable, um, then you want to be able to uh, target the same audience on social media and YouTube um, to increase your frequency rates. And you uh, basically have the same demographic. What you don't want to do is basically go after a very broad region, broad demographic, and then just keep running these ads. Um, you're not going to get the most uh, you know, ROI when it comes to uh, you know that. So but like Amir said, Clear Choice kind of does the job for you to an extent where they do the education, you know, they have, you know, 30 minutes, uh, you know, infomercials and 30 seconds uh, or even sometimes couple hour infomercials running in the middle of the night and they will educate your audience. So that's good. Now you have to be there. Your brand needs to be there. So then they'll know, okay, if I need to get a second opinion, that's where I got to go or even if you're the first uh, opinion, you know, the first uh, point of contact, uh, you got to be there in front of them within the same audience to capture that. Um, so the messaging across the board needs to be targeted to that audience. And in fact, there's been a lot of research saying, you know, the average age of patients doing all on four is about 52 years old. And um, the sales cycle, which is the interesting part, is is not what you think where, you know, same day, like typical general dentistry, obviously, is a big ticket size. So it's about a, uh, depending on organization, the size, but uh, really varies, but typically about a 90 day at least um, sales cycle, meaning majority of the patients will not make a decision within the first three months. Now you have your same day starts. Those are, you know, probably your second opinions. They already went to um uh, different um, uh, implant, or they're very ready to move forward. They're you know great shoppers. The reason I bring that up is because the next part of that the marketing machine is really to be able to retarget. So you have some audience where 
they've, they haven't come to the office yet, or they've made an appointment and they no showed, or you've have, you know, a certain amount of people that come to the office, they leave and they, you know, they don't have, um, they don't, they end up not purchasing anything and they're not, you know, active, uh, buyers from your practice. Now, what needs to be happening to them is to retarget them. So we have, you know, a great strategy to retarget them with a very educational magazine, um, where it talks about, um, you know, the procedure, why you have to get it done here. Pretty much most of the objections that people have, you know, fear, trust, and money. Um, and, uh, you know, the same thing, again, the same messaging used on TV, Google, that would also uh, be done down, you know, in the bottom of the funnel, which is, uh, you know, magazine and also emails. So the whole thing, the whole machine needs to work hand in hand uh, to get that done. Yeah. And what you describe um, across the different platforms, you know, where the branding has to be consistent and very comprehensive, just depending on the market that they're in, the individual clinician is in, where they're targeting. And like you've shared as well, that, you know, being in an area where there is a lot of advertising or there are a lot of dentists that are performing the full arch procedure, the good news is that it's a more educated public on that more educated lay people on this particular procedure. So there's really more opportunity in that particular area. I love how you put that. I think that's fantastic. So tell me with this comprehensive approach that you've shared, I, I think that that's really important. And, and I want you to share with my audience a little bit more about, you know, you, you've talked about some of the aspects of what you offer, what your group offers. Talk to me a little bit about the team that you've assembled in order to help clinicians, help groups in order to, acquire the leads, the patients, and then the follow through and the retargeting, I believe is the phrase that you use, correct me if I'm wrong, but the retargeting of these leads, if they are still, you know, this is their first exposure to learning more about the procedure and not the already educated variety where they're, you know, they're ready to buy, if you will. Um, Not that we want to talk about it in that way, but they're really ready for the procedure by the time they walk across the, you know, the, the threshold of one of your client's doors. So talk to me a little bit about the team that you've assembled, because I think that'll be important for our listening audience for them to have some some confidence in what you've put together rather than maybe the hodgepodge that they might be do, using currently or just in general of what they're going to need uh, in order to have confidence uh, in this approach so first of all since this is a very uh, complex approach for dentistry specifically i mean every other industry to be honest has evolved in the past you know uh, 40 50 years dentistry has had a nice lag um, and, you know, full art space has really brought that competition and, um, you know, dental offices are getting a lot more sophisticated, um, especially when it comes to, again, full art space. Now, on our end, uh, within our own operation, we've, uh, you know, in order for this to work smoothly, we have specific um, team members within our team that manage each of those um, mediums because they're, each of those mediums are kind of their own uh, monster to deal with to make sure that you're getting, you know, we talked about getting the best um, ROI. So first you want to make sure your spend is the best way spent. So when you talk about TV, you know, TV is, um, it's like a negotiation game. You got to know where, how your spots are being um, ran and also what times and what's the frequency, uh, what's your average dollar, uh, you know, dollar per uh, you know, unit that you purchase through the uh, cable, you know, whether it's, let's say, like Spectrum or Cox. 
And it's just one side of it. And then there's the whole video aspect of it where exactly. you, know, you got to find the videographer, come up with the content, get the, get some actual patients to come in and kind of manage the story that they're going to, they're going to describe on that video. Um, so that it's presentable and it tells a story when you, when you broadcast it. And then you go into social media and, you know, the social media, the important thing is structuring the campaigns in a way where, uh, you're targeting different types of audience. I mean, the same audience in different uh, ways. So uh, we call it top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. So top of the funnel is a, a relatively wide range of, um, uh, you know, potential prospects that you target. And then middle of the funnel is the same people that you targeted earlier, but now you're giving them more information. And then bottom of the funnel, you give more information to the mi- middle of the funnel. Um, and then same approach uh, is done holistically, um, and then same approach is done again within each of those mediums. So same thing with TV, you're retargeting those uh, audience within the channels they typically watch. Um, and then same when it comes to YouTube, you're targeting the same audience based on their interests. Um, so in order for a dental office to get this done, obviously they need a very holistic approach and uh, they don't have to, not everybody starts from there. So the chapter, you know, if somebody to, you know, start as a chapter one of their marketing, then, you know, it's very recommended that they start with Google and then as they get more sophisticated, they add more layers to their marketing. Um, now, most of our clients at this point, they're, uh, you know, in that sophistication phase where, uh, you know, not they, they all did not obviously start from there, but um, they basically, mo- 80% of them started strictly with Google first. They saw great success. Um, and then there's so many searches in a given month and uh, that's what, uh, kind of sucks about Google. I, I wish, you know, we had so many searches in a given month, but, uh, it's limited. So you have to tap into different sources. But the key thing is how much are you paying to be in front of a thousand people? So they call it CPM cost per uh, thousand impressions. And, uh, you know, you have Facebook, you have Google, you have TV, both, you know, local and cable. Uh, and you have to measure, okay, well, how much am I paying for a thousand impressions? And what is my engagement with these, uh, you know, uh, impressions that I'm getting? And obviously, at the end of the day, the calls and the patients that uh, pretty much will be the bottom of that funnel. Um, so there's a lot of different sophistications going on. And uh, every team member within our organization, they're, you know, in charge of that specific uh, platform uh, in order for things to go very smooth. It sounds pretty complicated. <laughs> it's good that somebody like yourself really has that to be able to guide a client through that process. And so starting them with something fairly basic uh, and simple like Google, um, and then as they become more mature in their marketing and messaging and branding, then be able to offer some more sophistication, as as you put it, in their approach to the marketplace. Because I would have to imagine, you know, please share a little bit more of your experiences of the office dynamic and of their transition, adopting, taking in those leads, approach to the leads, handling the phone calls. Can can you talk to me a little bit more about what that looks like? Because as you bring those leads in, their ability 
um, to be able to handle the phone calls, to be able to bring those leads actually into the practice. And then once they're in the practice, being able to talk them through the procedure and become more comfortable with that, not just the clinician, but the entire staff. So talk to me in our audience a little bit about that and what your experience has been there so that it makes a lot more sense to start them with one platform and then expand out as they become more well-versed in the procedure and in working with leads and what that looks like. Well, Greg, I'm so happy you brought this up and you acknowledge that, you know, uh, after we do what we do and we acquire that prospect, it does come down to the office level as well. And, you know, one thing I like about marketing is that it, because it naturally just increases the volume, you see a lot of holes and a lot of issues on the office level where, where it needs to be improved upon, right? And the cause being one of them. So avoiding uh, missed calls, miss having a no mentality over the phone, that's what's going to drive away uh, the patients that call in. So typically what we do, one of the first things, in the, once, once we see a lot of missed calls or a lot of hold times, what we do is that um, we suggest to the office that we should set up a phone tree to separate the new patients and the, and to the, with the existing patients because that could be a $40,000 call that you're missing or putting on hold. You know, and, and if you put them on hold for two minutes, they'll just hang up and call the next lead, the, the next ad on Google, right? Or the next. Right. Especially in a competitive area like you've shared for sure. Yeah. Exactly. So it does come down uh, to managing the, uh, um, the teams on the office level. List, continuously listening through the phones and um, helping the the team at the front desk to, to improve upon the verbiage that they use uh, and the flow that they use. And the, one of the big things, uh, Greg, is you know once you start getting a lot of calls, you almost sometimes forget, and that's when we come in and right. uh, recalibrate. Uh, you forget that you know these folks need a lot of empathy. So for the majority of patients looking for full arch, they need empathy. They, they haven't been to a dentist in a long time. So they need to be, uh, you know, uh, you need to talk to them with hope and excitement. And, you know, you've made the right choice. Uh, this is the first step. And I'm glad you've taken that. So acknowledging them that this is, you know, they've made the right choice uh, towards the right step. And, you know, that's first the, really the basics and the, the first step of that is to make sure that you're encouraging them to come in. And then at the office level, making sure that their expectations are, you know, within, um, you know, what they can afford and reality. And, uh, you know, of course, it becomes a financing game at that point um, where you, you need to make sure that, you know, the, the financing is explained thoroughly to the patient where they know exactly uh, what it is and it's going to actually help them. So, you know, you get more conversions through there. So that's a different, obviously, um, uh, it goes hand in hand with marketing, but also at the same time, it's almost sales. Um, and that's what overall dentistry is not used to, uh, holistically speaking, um, is, you know, a lot of times, you know, most managers and treatment coordinators that were used to insurance patients and, you know, $1,500, $2,000, maybe $5,000 ortho cases, um, and, you know, once in a while they would get a cosmetic case. But if you want to deal with, you know, $40,000 prospects on a daily basis, uh, it really changes the office dynamic um, in, a, in a good way, in my opinion, because it becomes a lot more efficient. But then you got to be, you know, you got to make sure that you have um, the whole piece figured out from top to bottom. So no one's being turned away throughout that funnel. 
Um, so there's a lot of drop-offs, again, from clicks to conversion, then to, you know, lead, then the phone call, then appointment, then the patient showing up, and then ultimately uh, patient saying yes to treatment. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind, again, holistically, and then you got to make sure every piece of that drop-off, there's an accountability aspect attached to it. So you can go back and measure um, whether, you know, depending on how much is being spent on a weekly or a monthly basis. Yeah. And what you describe, and I asked about your team that you put together, and it's really a theme of the Tooth Sleuth podcast is really about building of teams, not only yours, but the team environment inside the clinic or the location of if it's a group practice. It's so essential to have the support of the team. It's just not an individual. It's not a third party company that's hired to do work as a vendor. It really is a team approach uh, in order to change mindset and be able to implement most effectively. So I really appreciate you emphasizing that both at, you know, your organization level, as well as inside the practice. So thank you so much for that. Okay, so this is the point of the podcast when all of our guests talk about what the sleuth is going on. But you gentlemen have already answered the three surprise questions. So you get three different questions, similar, but different. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right. Question number one. How do you keep your breath fresh? Um, mouthwash and, um, you know, brushing your teeth and gums, I guess. <laughs> Probably a good idea if you want only the ones you want to keep. <laughs> mouthwash is a good thing. I'm glad you didn't say chewing gum. We don't like when people smack on gum. So, okay, good answer. So, question number two. What is the most important aspect of a person's smile when you first meet? Oh my God, that's a good question. So actually for me is uh, where the gums are and the teeth. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's a few things. I guess it's, uh, it's the gums and the teeth and the straightness of the teeth. And then it comes down to the color as well, you know. All right. So alignment and color. I like that, right? So gums was the first. I said gum. Is that why you said gums? Come on now. You can admit it. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> that, I, that, that was subliminal messaging there. I do it sometimes and it worked instantly. All right. Question number three. What do you believe is the most underutilized product in the dental space? Um, there's one tool called the dental monitoring which uh, one of our clients uses, and it's really fascinating what they can do with this product. Um, so this is an ortho practice. Uh, so outside of, you know, the, the all in four case, all in four cases that we were talking about. So they, the, the patients take home this, this product. They put their, um, smartphone in it, and then it takes, um, detailed pictures of the mouth on a weekly basis. And a doctor at the office can look at each of these points that are, Actually, the, the doctor was telling us it's invisible to the human eye and the typical doctor will miss those points. But because it's AI and it kind of uh, specifically looks at each of those points, so you get less visits to the doc dental office at the same time the doctor is looking at your teeth and realigning it more frequently. So I really like their product and uh, for sure it's going to um, become more popular in the industry. Sounds like incredible efficiency. I really like that. I've actually heard of that product. I'm, I'm familiar with it. So thank you for sharing that with our audience. Absolutely. Who knows? Maybe we can get some sponsorship. We'll, we'll have a conversation. You, you never know. You never know. Free plug. Free plug for now. Awesome. Well, 
Arnie and Amir, thanks so much for being on. So if individuals are interested in reaching out to you, how is it that they can reach your organization? If you can share that with everybody, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. They can jump on our website. It's at ddsmarketing.io. And over there, they can book a discovery call. We'd be happy to go over um, you know, what they're doing now in terms of marketing and where improvements can be made. So ddsmarketing.io and no obligation, free, just scan of what you're doing currently. Yep. Okay. Awesome. And so to close out uh, our our podcast uh, series today, tell me the one biggest mistake you see happening in dental marketing today. You know, the biggest is not knowing what's going on and not tracking your marketing. Um, a lot of times we encounter uh, a lot of decision-making process within organizations to be based on few events, uh, whether good or bad, and uh, is not based on actual fact and data. Uh, so that's really the number one thing that, you know, it's very pricey as well. So whether a marketing channel works or not, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they need, they need to be tracked. Um, and not based off of like, let's say one or two instances, whether again, they were good or bad. Yeah. Data analytics, right? Knowledge is power. That's so important to know what's working. Uh, maybe not necessarily the why behind it, but just the what, and be able to give that information to individuals who can help assess whether something's working or not and not have that spaghetti marketing where you throw it against the wall and hope it sticks and then not even know if it's sticking or not because you're not even looking at it or tracking it. So thank you so much, Amir and Artie. It's been great talking to you again, and I'm sure our audience has enjoyed it very much. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Tooth Sleuth podcast. If you're a dentist and interested in learning more on how to grow your business, reach out to our show at toothsleuth2021 at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or hanging out on your nearest street corner where there seems to be a dental practice everywhere you look. Signing off for now, I'm Greg Estenmacher. I thank you for your time and the pleasure of your company. And remember to keep smiling. This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Theme song written by The Whole Other.